Hey guys, this is a special Soul Savages podcast episode. It's best of 22 episode and also an anniversary podcast episode because Soul Savages podcast officially turned one on December 22nd. It came out December 1st podcast was published December 22nd, 2021. And so we went a full year. So I wanted to, you know, celebrate that a little bit on this episode. You know, it's been a really, really great start to you know some the podcast episodes i'm very very proud of every episode every guest interview we've had on this year um um i love every single one i don't even have a favorite episode or favorite interview i know that's real cliche to say as a, a music journalist and a podcast host but it's the truth you know every single episode i learned something we had musicians on we had singers on we had content creators we've had uh, painters, we've had, you know, any facet of the art we've had on, and I could want to continue doing that going into the new year, you know, having more actors on, uh, film producers, film directors. I want to, you know, get into that space again and, you know, more people in different facets of the art. I've always been curious about those, uh, entertainment fields. So I always want to dive deep into that, you know, and, you know, shout outs to every single special guest hosts we've had on I can't pick one you know they all my favorites like I said guest hosts and the people I've interviewed to all those that were on that any episode of the Soul Savage podcast this year thank you so much thank you for lending your time thank you for lending your energy it was well appreciated and also to the supporters of the podcast thank you so much these episodes wouldn't do as good as they do without you and without your support so i thank you immensely and and just thank you so much whether you were listening to it in your car on your way to work or you commute and going to the gym to work out just thank you even if you only listen to one episode or if you turned it off 10 15 minutes and didn't like it guess what thank you for even clicking on the digital outlet that you listen to podcast on to listen to this show thank you so much and also got to give a special special shout out to one of the greatest podcast producers I've ever worked with, Mr. Eddie Villar. Your your level of professionalism and just your your commitment to putting out quality, efficiency in your work is just so commendable and admirable. And I just want to thank you for giving everything, giving the best stuff every episode. This I know you're gonna say my co-producing is essential as well, but it's a team effort, it's teamwork, you know, that's how I look at it. You know, if it if it wasn't for your level of production quality, the episodes wouldn't be as great as they are. So thank you so much, Mr. Eddie Villar. And also you know, uh, I feel like I got the, I, you know, I don't want to brag, you know, I don't want, uh, you know, but I got, you know, I got to give, but not even to pat myself on the back. I'm going to pat the backs of these two great artists. First shout out to, uh, Mr. Jermaine Holmes for this fantastic, one of the greatest 
uh, intros, podcast intros I've ever had. Our theme song. Thank you so much for creating the theme music and the theme instrumentation. He co-produced, co- I co-wrote and co-produced this with uh, Mr. The Grammy Award winning. Let me let me say that Grammy Award winning Mr. Jermaine Holmes, just a fantastic writer, fantastic singer, one of the best. So thank you so much for the theme song and also to Miss Decadent Dane. Thank you so much for the Soul Savage outro for doing your thing and just everybody that's been making this podcast what it is thank you so much but i had to give a special shout out to those two because you know if it wasn't for them you know i don't think our episodes would be as fly the intro and outro is i think one of the flies in the game and it's all because those two so thank thanks again to mr jermaine holmes and miss decadent dane the poetic uh just just fantastic poetic content creator just just amazing all the way around and you know we're wrapping up the end of the year hopefully going into the new year you know you know grieving is a journey so to all those that have lost someone dear to them uh just just my heart goes out to you you know it's been a tough year especially with entertainment world we lost a lot i can't even name everybody because it's been it's just a long list of of the elders and veterans and then young artists and young creatives that we lost this year. I just want to give a special condolences to, to those, uh, that lost loved ones and just the general public. And then also to those entertainers we lost to their families, made peace and comfort fun. You know, every single one of y'all is, is just grieving the past two years, you know, non COVID related, you know, even if it was COVID related, you know, we, we've suffered tremendous loss these past two years and, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, a lot of us are starting to appreciate those artists and those that have done so much in the culture of music and, and beyond that, just, just those that have contributed to the arts, you know, hopefully we continue to show that appreciation. That's what I do with this show. I try to show appreciation to everybody on the come up and also to the veteran artists. I plan to continue that on on this podcast. The third and fourth quarter of this year, I've only been doing once a month podcast episodes. I plan to go get back to weekly episodes. You know, I just had to deal with a lot of personal uh, responsibilities and getting that taken care of and, you know, continue for giving you more consistency. That's always the goal for everything I do with the Soul Sadness brand. And if you continue to rock with me, you're going to see the delightful changes and really great things we have prepared for 2023 for Soul Sadness brand and for the podcast as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. And the next time you hear me will be in 2023. Right now, y'all enjoy this best of 22 compilation episode. Thank you so much. I love the way they framed up control. Um, as somebody who actually lived through it like real time, like oh, that's when I started paying attention to Janet. Um, I specifically remember um, watching MT for a full day once from like early in the morning until like later in the evening. And I didn't see, like I, I was watching so I could see what have you done for me lately? And it didn't come on but once that day, once. And that's when you just had to, maybe you got a few black artists here and there. It was like back in the days when you would rock, like listen to the radio 
mm-hmm. whatever they played was what you got stuck with. And so you're like, yep. well, let's just, there wasn't another video channel. So you just kind of had to wait. Um, I don't know if they really added that. Like, you know, Michael was the first one to break through and have his video shown. But when mm-hmm. Janet was doing control, she was still breaking through. Like, you couldn't mm-hmm. just have, like, they weren't playing cameo. They really weren't. Yep. So like, right. you had to be special, special as a black artist to even get through there. And it's just one of those things where as well as they framed up Control and the other albums, they still missed out on other cultural things like that that were super important for the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. I yeah, agree. It really wasn't until Rhythm Nation that they started to hop on board as far as like doing little segments just specifically on her and just diving into her more with like the news updates and you know, talking about the tour and all that, that's when it was just unavoidable and it was just saturated everywhere, you know, in terms of pop culture. Yeah, her, mm-hmm. um, I, I love the way they frame control because I expected it, you know, to be featured a bit more than, of course, the previous two albums. My only complaint is, is though, I feel like I was a music nerd, like, why are they not talking about these songs? Like, not just the success of the songs, but like, why are we not hearing like or seeing more studio footage why are they not talking about like how successful certain songs were and who wrote a certain song and i want to see her in the studio and i want to hear those demos like i was waiting for that like yeah more, definitely like, more. <laughs> yeah i agree you know like the the chart success and all that it was just kind of aired as an epilogue at the end they were showing all those stats You know, I felt the same way. I mean, obviously, we're all music nerds here, so we definitely would sit there for 15 hours and just watch recordings of everything. I mean, that part of just her fighting with Jimmy and Terry, I mean, that was everything. Like, I was like, just keep going. Just keep showing me all the outtakes of them in the studio. Even with Michael would scream when he's just sitting there like judging and he's like well the second ooh wasn't that good I was like I just love him I just love how he was just judging like well I mean and and then when when Jimmy that was like one of my favorite moments when Jimmy's like he came in the booth he ran through the whole thing and you're just sitting there like completely fanning out and then he's like alright was that good and it's like uh yeah like it was perfect you just <laughs> heard magic you know but yeah i mean i i would definitely love if there was a whole standalone more yeah. musically based uh documentary my one takeaway from all of it was that i understood it to be about more just like her journey as a woman and her becoming Absolutely. comfortable with yeah. her past and you know she did the auction recently like she's definitely reliving the memorabilia of her life and kind of you know, positioning everything in her mind that she's accomplished. So I respect mm-hmm. and understand that. But yes, I mean, when you see something like the Bee Gees documentary, you want that because yeah. that was like really exactly. amazing mm-hmm. to really yep. see the journey of the sound mm-hmm. and the sound. how they were yeah. coming up with stuff in mm-hmm. the studio. That you want that now for her too. Yeah, that was, and it's it's similar to the um, Tina doc that came out. I think last year. The years are running together now. Yeah, it was it was more along the lines of like you said their journeys as women and embracing who they are and and you know setting the record straight on what happened and it, it was just like the Tina thing like Tina didn't go sp- like super specific into her music like mm-hmm. post like Ike and I was waiting for it I wanted to know who like the artist is but if that's not the purpose of the doc. I love how mm-hmm. Reby like mentioned that the family was so 
turned off by the Rolling Stone cover. Like, oh, we yeah. didn't do that. Like, we yeah. had a problem with it. Yeah, you know, and they're, they're right. Jehovah's Witness. So I'm sure that Michael was already giving them heart attacks, grabbing his crotch. So by the time, and then, of course, LaToya just, you know, what she did to Playboy. Playboy, then, yeah. yeah. like, LaToya did some damage. But I think by the time it got to Janet, it was kind of like, the kids going to be kids, man. Like, I mean, and they're not even kids anymore. <laughs> Janet is a woman. But Janet is still, like, like I said, there's this innocence that she possesses. And she's the youngest of nine, like. I, yeah. she's always going to be a baby to them all like Reby was 16 when she was born I mean Jermaine I guess Jermaine was like 15 or 14 I think Jermaine and Reby are like one or two years apart but it's like that's always going to be a baby to them by the time they were adults starting their lives she was a toddler you know it, it's really interesting to hear Reby weigh in on that because what Reby is 71 now and yeah. she was probably raised with the same traditional values that her mom had Mm-hmm. But you, know, you would think that, you know, because she's also a woman and Reby has been gorgeous for a long time a long now. Like, time. <laughs> look at the cover of Are You Tough Enough and, yeah. and try to walk by her, you know, twice. Like, no, no, you will stop and yeah. look at Reby. Um, I wonder if there's ever a part of Reby that wanted to free a nipple and just like, you know, <laughs> sure. start, like her, she was her sexist. She definitely had kids. She was got it in. I'm sure. So, I mean... I just, I, I, I wonder why there isn't a re-examining where it's just kind of like, you know, we weren't into that, but if I could have, I would have. I'm not putting words in Reby's mouth. I'm just saying, if she wanted to show it, we wanted to see it. I mean, yeah. Free the nipple? It's, it's, free the nipple. Free the nipple. Free the centipede. Free the centipede, exactly. That's why the name of this episode. It might be the name of this episode. It's free the nipple. Yes. I do feel, I do feel like there's something to be said for the oldest sibling. I'm the oldest sibling in my family. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like when you are the oldest, you feel like you're the most responsible to at least try to stick with the values yep. of your parents yep. and try to instill <laughs> that on your younger siblings. And you're kind of setting the example. You have to be the good one that's like in charge of everybody. You know, when you're the yep. baby, you could be the most rebellious, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's everybody, why I think yeah. Reby is, is just so conservative in a lot of her views like that's just not what they did back then you know that's that's not how her mother raised her and I'm sure there are times that she wanted to you know free the centipede yeah I'm sure I mean she did (laughs) she did she freed the centipede that's why we actually I have to respectfully disagree Janet may have freed the nipple but actually Lenny Kravitz freed the centipede so <laughs> okay, okay. See, I'm just, listen, I'm just saying. I'm just Wikipedia, oh, and you well. can go ahead and. Go ahead. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, Reby, um, and and it's crazy because I'm not sure Jermaine's views on any of this. Um, By the way, can we clarify if it's Dupree or Jackson? Because like, oh, I'm sorry, Jermaine Jackson. Sorry, I forgot there are two. Your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm so I love when Miss TLC said she was coming out of the shadow of her brother. So I'm like, oh, that's right, because the Jackson Five were towering in their own way. Yes, and I right. think about the fact that she had to live up to them as well as Michael. As wasn't well, yeah, like it wasn't just yeah. Michael. Like yeah. everybody yeah. always hits Janet and Michael, but Jackson Five and all them Jermaine's yes. you know, solo career. I mean, girls were loving on you know everybody, Jackie, yep. Marlon, Jermaine. You know, they loved it. All. I think with the first or second albums, had she just showed up as Janet. 
we wouldn't it'd be like okay right. who she would just but, disappear yeah right but by the third album if the third album had if control had been her debut i still think that she would have made it with out the name Jackson, but there would have been success, but she would have probably been more similar to like a Jody Watley's success. Ex- exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah, right. I think that that name gave her that extra boost because you're, you're, you're now getting people who are familiar with the name Jackson, whether they're fans of Michael, whether they're fans of uh, Jermaine or the Jackson five as a whole, whether they're fans of Latoya or Reby, like you're getting people who love the name Jackson now. See, it's super interesting that Miss TLC brought up Jody Wiley because her first two singles did come out as just Jody. Yeah. yeah. And well. And happy 65th. I think birthday, I think all that had 65th yes. this week. Right. Yeah, I think it's today, right? Yeah, today. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, yeah. Jody Wiley. Today. It's today. <laughs> I love wow. Jody Wiley, by the way. Eddie, insert Jody Wiley right here. <laughs> I told the producer to insert Jody. We got here this audio. Play, play Jody Wiley. Her true you book, and like what really moved me was how she wanted so much to look like Reby, yeah. and she hated that she didn't look like Reby. I mean, that is a very common and human thing to do. Where you're just kind of like, you know, I have a whole bunch going for me, but I don't have that, and I feel yeah. like I need that so that I can survive and do the next thing, get to my next level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think she, she probably didn't think of herself as like a superstar or whatnot. She just had a drive that eventually made her that. Right. Um, but it's right. so mm-hmm. relatable for her to be like, okay, so I'm, I am what everybody is trying to be. And yet I'm looking at somebody else and thinking, why am I not that? Mm-hmm. That, is, that is so human for us. Yeah. It's extremely human. And I'm just going to say who, who doesn't want to look like their mother though? Like I think my yeah. mother's beautiful. So you I can definitely see why she wants to look like Reby. And also, goes. also being real though, Reby <laughs> is just like still a very beautiful Gorgeous. woman. Right. Like it's like her jeans are just perfect. Like they all have like the cheekbones and all that. But Janet is, I think the difference between her and her siblings and to pull something you were saying earlier, you were like, and I forgot how you were that you were saying something about her superstardom that she wasn't trying to be she just was I think that was the difference with her and Michael versus everyone else yes because like Michael I think and Prince did right they, get out to be it, exactly greater than anything exactly you know? it was intentional exactly I think it was something mm-hmm. that was intentional and I think I didn't uh, think Janet had that ego no no Janet had Janet didn't have that ego you had people like Michael who had that ego prince. Madonna you, had that Madonna, ego. Madonna, like even even Jermaine Jackson had that ego. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of the Jacksons kind of, in their own ways, have had those egos. Not everybody, but it's like, well, this is just what we want. I think Janet just, Janet just wanted to be, <laughs> but her wanting to be is what made her the superstar. It was like, oh, Cause I just want to be like, I don't want, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily where even today, sometimes I still, she feel doesn't own that. I am Janet Jackson. I feel she's getting better at it, but I'm like, no, you're, you can flex. Like you are Janet Jackson. And I don't think she owns it all the time, but um, she's getting better. The what's wrong with you game. Oh, okay. I, mm. I pretty much make up the rules as I go. 
sounds and like so it's set up to fail. It's no, I that's the game up for you to win. That's all the okay. game is. It's a, it's an either or game. It's not vocal comparison or artist comparison. It's just who do you play more on your playlist? And so mm, if you okay. say the right ones, then you don't know what you. But you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, like I say, either or, you can okay. count in the production credits, songwriter credits. All those are factors in. What do you if you know all the songs of these artists? You factored it into do you play them more? So the first uh, first one is uh, Marvin Gaye or Teddy Pendergrass. Uh, Marvin Gaye for me. There you go. Next one yeah. is the Whispers of the OJ's. Oh man. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> They're almost the same band for me. <laughs> uh, uh, dude, can I do it? Can it be a tie? Because they're literally like a tie for sure. me. Sure. You know, that was a... Okay. Uh, that, that's cool. Uh, Prince or Rick James? Uh, Prince, yeah. Okay. So those uh, direct ball bonus questions, either way, you would have went with that. You would have got it right. Like I said, I got a little, I make up the rules as I go. So it's a little, <laughs> you know, those, those are the easy ones. Now we get into the okay. part of the game where you have to get all these right or you're going to oh. get what's wrong with you. So no pressure. Uh, <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this is Michael Jackson specific. Off the wall or thriller. Dude, okay. Can I explain my answer? <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, I'm going to pick Thriller, but the, here's why. Here's okay. why. Good. Now, first of all, Off the Wall is one of my favorite albums. Like, it's practically okay. flawless. It's amazing. Okay. But the reason why I picked Thriller is because front to back, in my opinion, Thriller is the greatest album ever made on every level of making an album when it comes to obviously how many awards and sales it did um, to the songwriting to the music production where Quincy was at the time is on another level and mm -hmm. then mixing and engineering to me it's the best mixed album uh, the engineer is a guy named Bruce Spadine and he did Off the Wall too mm -hmm. Yeah, but for sure. He, um, that work is flawless on that album. And it, how it impacted okay. me uh, growing up. Okay. It was one of the first okay. albums I got that I listened to and like, did all the words and read the book and all that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. So you were supposed to pick Wall. I'm uh, sure. And so, that. you know, okay. So I make up the rules as I go. And since you didn't pick. What I, what, what I thought you were going to pick, you have at least 15 seconds to name me five songs off the of Thriller. Okay. I'm going to start the countdown right now. You got you got about 15 seconds to name. Or, you know what? No timer. Just give me five uh, so, your favorite you. songs off the of Thriller. So, we got... Go ahead. I'm Go ahead. Human Nature. <laughs> thriller. Billie Jean. Okay. Beat It. PYT. Okay. That's five. But those are those. So, hey, so you're, you're, all those songs. So you're I'll playing more of those songs one, on your playlist you more than one. songs off, off the wall. Those top five. 
What did you say? Okay. Now I was gonna give you a bonus one. I was okay. gonna say uh, Go ahead. the girl is mine, you know, <laughs> Paul McCartney, that that one too, but um but what was your I said go no I said I just said go ahead okay no I said it I said the girl is mine okay so baby I said I I was just wanting to know I said was that your favorite songs off the okay so baby so baby be mine isn't a choice from that album baby be mine is Here's the thing. Okay. Every song on that album, and the reason why this is okay, so, that album. Okay, uh, so those are what are the top three that you listen to from that pick? Do you listen to uh, all five of those? I do listen to all of those, but obviously the really commercial ones are obviously over commercialized. Um, right. Like when it comes to beat it, mm-hmm. thriller, Billie Jean. But songs like "Baby Be Mine." Um, the girl is mine. You know, like those kind of songs. They're not as you know, "Lady of My Life." Those songs are classic. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, even the whatever you would call the B cuts or the mm-hmm. fillers on their album, there are none. Like even those are classics. You know, that's mm-hmm. why that album kind of holds over a lot of albums because it's just you know they recorded hundreds of songs for that album, mm-hmm. and they ended up picking what was it nine songs or something right. like that. I couldn't imagine doing it like that. That would be too many choices for me. I just think that album is just all the songs on it. They just they pick the best songs. I couldn't do that. I couldn't record hundreds of songs to pick nine. That would hurt my feelings. Like it's too many songs <laughs> to you know pick from. But I mean, they picked the nine best songs, and I even got to hear because I had the deluxe Thriller album where it had commentary from Q. And they had a couple songs that didn't make the album that mm-hmm. should have made the album if it was longer, you know. It's just good, man. But mm-hmm. nothing against Off the Wall. Like, literally, that one easily could have been a tie, like when I did the OJ Whisper thing, because Off the Wall mm-hmm. sonically is amazing, too. It's just, it's killing. Okay. And it's funky. It's a different yes. style, you know. It's The, the errors kind of changed. It was like a big turning point. And for the time, what he was doing. At, from a producer standpoint, was super innovative. How they were kind of getting mm-hmm. a lot of those sounds, him and Bruce, you know, for that album. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Listen, I'm fair, so I'm, you're not gonna get a what's wrong with you on the Thriller one, but you are gonna get negative 17 points because the rules are you're supposed to pick what I pick. So, <laughs> negative 17. You know, um, yeah, negative 17 points. No, no, what's wrong with you? You didn't get what's wrong with you. You didn't get it wrong. Okay. okay? Okay, the I'm next one. Uh, <laughs> you're good. You just got negative 17 points. But uh, the next one, Aretha. You said who are Aretha? Patty or Aretha? Oh, Aretha. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're supposed to pick Patty. So, no. Uh, How? The same, the same as with Thriller. I need you to name me five top top five. Give me give me your five Aretha songs. Just list oh, them all. Until you come. That back you got on a playlist. Sure. Okay. Until you come back to me. Um. Okay. Natural woman. Okay. Respect. Um. I okay. really love her version of daydreaming. And I okay. really love her version of Amazing Grace. Okay, so we got five. Okay, 
So, okay. You name me five. So, like so I said, I, I make up one better. Get my 17 uh, back. You got, I ain't gonna give you negative 15. <laughs> I say about negative two because I love all okay. those songs that you just said. So, <laughs> you're not gonna. Oh, you could just hit you don't, you don't get what's wrong with you on that one. Just a negative because those are, those are, yeah. Yeah. Rhyming Night or Babyface? Yeah. Um, as a producer songwriter, I think I have to pick Babyface. Brian's okay. great though. You didn't get what's wrong with you on that. You you answered great. Perfect. Great. Okay, this is a bonus. Uh, uh, Faith Evans or Mary J. Blige? Mm. Wow, that's a little tough. I think overall I have to go Mary J. Though. But I love Faith too. Okay, you know what is? Okay, that's a. Bu- I wanted you to pick Faith Evans, but it's fine. Uh, wait, let me ask this question: Do you have you album you like more? Which one? Between Faith, what you say? And Mary, which debut album do you like more? Debut album between Faith Evans and Mary. See. Yeah. It's not fair because I need to go back and re-listen to uh, especially Faith's debut album. So I automatically oh. probably would pick Mary, but I'm going to okay. re-listen to both of those again to refresh so I can have a fair choice. Okay, I feel like it's not fair right now because it's a little... I, okay. I, don't, I don't remember every song on there, you know? <laughs> right. You know what? The bonus, so it don't even get any way. I wanted you to be faith, but it's fine. Okay, Mary's a legend. Hey, I probably you know, would both of them legends. You know, legendary. Right. Right. No, it's no problem at all. Throw another bonus in there: Earth, Wind, and Fire, or the Ohio. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. There you go. Okay. So I've determined this is the conclusion of the "What's Wrong with You" game. There's nothing wrong. I've determined there's nothing wrong with Mr. D Mills. You won the game. Oh man, come on. You know, a couple of discrepancies, a but it, you know. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm fair. You know, I want everybody to win the game. Myself, you know, I explain myself fairly. My reasonings are <laughs> logical, it, right? Yeah, I like yes, they're very reasonable and logical. <laughs> I loved your picks for your favorite top. You said daydream, and I was like, oh, it got me so because that's one of my yep. top favorite Aretha songs. You know, till you come back to me, you know, produced, yeah, written by T Wonder, the, you know, you can hear musical it all royalty. Over. But yes, yes, you won. I play this game with all the, the guests. Uh, it's called the What's Wrong With You game. It's kind of self explanatory. It's an either or game. I hope the rules as I go. Let me just say that off top. I make them up as I go. Uh, the pretty much the base of the game is it's not necessarily vocal comparison or musician or producer comparison is just who do you play more on your playlist and it's two artists like you just which one you play more and so the first one no don't be nervous it's 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 it's, it, it, it's pretty easy but the first one is marvin gay or teddy pendergrass marvin gay okay the next whispers or the ojs whispers okay the next one is prince or rick james <laughs> prince I love Rick James. See, those are all right. The, I, I put them two together because it's easy to do MJ versus Prince. I feel like that's boring. You know, 
yeah. uh, Prince and Rick James was more of a, you know, a comparison music wise because, you know, the mus- musicality and songwriting, whatever, it matched right. up. But those were all trick questions. Those were bonuses. Either one you went with, you would got it right. But this part yeah. of the game, you have to get all these right or you get a what's wrong with you. So no pressure. Uh, this one is Michael. Ja- <laughs> this was Michael Jackson specific, off the wall or thriller. Ooh, why you going through that? Oh my god, off the wall or thriller? Yes. Hmm. I say off the wall. Okay, listen, you didn't get what's wrong with you on that. You wall. got it right. It's perfect. Oh, nope. that was a, yeah. that record. Ooh, the horn. Yes. Oh, the strings. Oh, anyway. Hmm. Yes. To pretend he did stay in Lewis Johnson. Yeah. Right. Lewis Johnson. They but they did the production on both, but it's just something about off the wall. It got the 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 the, the quality of blackness that I like, you know. And, and you know, and you know yeah. I don't quote me on this, but I think um when Michael wanted when when Michael wanted Quincy to to produce off the wall, the record company didn't want him because they thought he was too jazzy. Mm, you know I, I heard that too. Yeah, they, I heard they that. Said Quincy was too jazzy. <laughs> and then another fun fact: I think I think um, they were working on the mixes for Off the Wall, and they did like I want to say a like a, a hundred mixes. Mm-hmm. And Michael was, and I, I think I remember hearing them saying that, uh, someone saying that Michael was crying. Oh, you, you ruined my record. You ruined the record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, you know? <laughs> Some shit like that. Michael I heard that so too. Yeah. Right. But then they ended up going with, they, what they ended up doing, going with was the very first mix. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. 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 And- yeah, it was a Sheila E. You know, special special shout out to her. She did on the uh, "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." She did the percussion on that. Mm-hmm. She said she she, she said yeah. she did like random stuff. Like she had like a Bye. random little tapping on. It was like that's so cool. But yeah, yeah cool. off the wall. You picked off the wall, so you didn't get a what's wrong with you on that. This one is very divisive, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, okay. Miss Aretha or Miss Patty. Mm, Aretha. Okay. Uh so you didn't you didn't pick what I pick because the rules of the games you gotta pick what I pick. So since you didn't pick what I pick, you got at least 20 seconds. I usually give people 15, but I'm gonna give you 20 seconds to mm-hmm. at least I'm gonna be nice and give you three. I usually say five, but give me three Aretha songs in in, in 20 seconds. Uh respect. Um uh respect uh Damn, this is tough. Uh, Amazing Grace. Okay. Um, and um, and uh, Rose. A rose without a, a rose. Rose petal. A rose without a rose. Rose. Rose is still a rose. Rose is still a okay. rose. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Since I didn't specify that uh, songs that you, since the rules is, I make up the rules as I go. And since I didn't <laughs> clarify. Uh, songs on your playlist, on your personal playlist, because it took you a while to. Because <laughs> if it's up, you should know it off the bat. But since I did clarify it, you're not gonna get it. What's wrong with you? But you're gonna get negative 17 points because you're supposed to say Patty. That's just the rules of the game. That's and how you know. I, you, know, you, know. you know, it's funny. I do. 
I do love me some Patty, uh, Patty LaBelle, and my father was a huge Patty LaBelle fan because my father sang as well, and yeah. and he loved, he just loved her her stage presence. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And my father, yeah, my father would, man, when my father was sing, he would shut it down just like Patty. So. So just in general, you listen to more Aretha songs than Patty. That's just all the clarification I need. You listen to more Aretha than you know, Patty. That's I, all I need to know. Miss Patty. Aretha's Aretha's such a diva. You know what I mean? I just went with just the legend, you know, off the legend's sake. You no, know I mean? no, that's not the rules. The rules is what who do you listen to more of on your playlist? Yeah. You listen to more Aretha, Miss Aretha? Patty. And so oh, you know what? Okay, hey, I can hey, take hey, you. Wait, wait, wait. I'll give you this one Aretha song that's yo. Dynamics, those don't decide. I don't know the words. Yeah. Oh, that Billy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the jam. Listen, Aretha got it. She got it. Rock Steady, Daydreaming. Those are the joints. I'm not this. People think that I'm dissing Miss Aretha. Is it? Listen, I respect. I I listen to this is the this is truth. The truth is, I listen to way more Aretha albums than Miss Miss Patty. I listen to way more Aretha. I have yeah, I I have all of but I just feel like Aretha is for in the house music. Like it's it's not you know you got the you got some of you know the the Caucasian the no 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 the Caucasian you know. You know, corporate gigs, you know, you might play a, a respect and whatnot. It's very, you know, right, right, uh, right. multi-dimensional song, you know, for the, you know, Caucasian audience. But, you know, I'm just saying, Miss Patty, you know, you, I think that's just my observation that people listen yeah. to more Patty. That's what the whole list is, is that people listen to one artist more than the other, if you just be honest. But mm -hmm. that, nevertheless, you didn't get what's wrong with you. Like I said, you just got negative 17 points. No, because that's just the rules of the game. You got to pick what I pick. So the next one, the next one is Brian McKnight or Babyface. Ooh, I say Babyface. There you go. Listen, yeah, that one's always a toss up because it's, yeah, he I has mean, a, a I, catalog you know, is crazy. You know what's crazy? Brian McKnight's son, Brian McKnight Jr., came mm -hmm. to my event producer Mondays. Oh, oh yeah, he's a beast. Yo, mm -hmm. Brian McKnight Jr. is not to be played with. He yeah. is mm -hmm. chilling just like his dad. I just man, I man, yeah. I love that guy. He's he's such shout a shout out artist. to him. And he's so yes. cool too. Real humble. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love yeah. listen. No, no shade on I love Brian, Brian, Brian McKnight's. His musicality, songwriter, musician. He's he's crazy on the keys, but Babyface, you know, you got to say After Seven, Mariah Carey, Karen White. It's a plethora yeah. of catalog. LaFace Records, legendary. Yeah. Produced. What's that song? If I, if, I ever, uh, if I Ever Lose Your Mind? Brian makes um, like playing songs. If I Ever Lose Your Mind? Oh, anytime. anytime. Yeah, anytime. And you know, country singers have been creating uh, R&B melodies off of his songs. So shout outs to Brian McKnight. I forgot yeah. the name of a country artist, but they redid Back at One some oh, years ago. Brian, they Brian, they just, getting yeah. Nice check. He's getting a nice yeah. check. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. Yeah. But yeah, the next one is SWV or Escape. 
Ooh, SWV. There you go. That's perfect. Bonus. Yeah. Bonuses. I was, on, I was on tour with. Oh them. yeah. You with the Budweiser, Budweiser concert. I forgot the name. Festival, yeah. yeah Budweiser festival, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And those Al Ch- Heyman tours, Al Heyman. Oh, you know? yeah. Nice. Was, uh, SWV yeah. got the, They get the the KO every time. And um, <laughs> and I met their producer. I met their producer recently. Uh, Brian. Brian no, Brian Morgan. Brian or, Wait, Brian Morgan. I thought uh, the one that did uh, Week. Yeah. And the rest of them on the first album. Yeah, Brian yeah. Morgan. Bam. Woo. Shout out to Bam. I'm trying to get him on. Yeah. I'm going to get him on soon. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool cat. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that a bonus. This one is a bonus. Uh, well, I got two bonuses. Mary J. Blige or Faith Evans. I love me some faith, but I would say Mary. Okay, you know what? Uh, I was wondering. Yeah. Yes. Be happy, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, oh my god. I remember seeing. I remember seeing her on tour. I was uh, yeah, I was with Shy, and she would opened up and 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 the thing that I the thing that I love about Mary and you know it's wild. One time I was in the studio. I was in the, I don't know how, I was in the studio with, with, uh, with, uh, Jerry Wonder, Mary J. Blige. She was working on her album and, and it was Lenny Kravitz. So I'm sitting next to Lenny. I'm sitting next to Lenny Kravitz and we're in the studio with Mary and, and her husband, uh, was there, Kendall. They were married at the time. And she was mm-hmm. in the studio, and she would, and she was killing. And she came back in, into the control. Like, what y'all think? Did y'all like? I don't know if I really like. I was like, I'm looking at Lenny, like, yo, what's wrong with her? She's, she was amazing, and and I love the fact that that she's grown as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because when you listen to her when she first came out. And you listen to her singing now, it's it's like the growth is is really great, you know. Right. Anyway, I, I really, I really, really uh admire Mary J. I really do. I've I've worked with her a couple of times, you know, over the years. Right. She's amazing. Which I, which I album was that? With huh? Oh yeah. I said which album was that that you worked on with her? I didn't uh, work on her albums, but I did. Oh, you were just there. What session? Yeah, did, what album was this? I did shows. I did shows with her, like in the Hamptons, like private. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was on tour well, with her with D'Angelo. I was tour, I was working with D'Angelo, and, okay. and they were both headlining. Okay. So what was, what album was it? The recent one uh, with D'Angelo. What year was it that you were touring with D'Angelo? Uh, Black Messiah. Black Messiah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You yeah. were you on the first leg of the tour? Cause um Yeah. Yeah. Were you that I was there I went to two shows in, in Chicago and Dallas. You're in Dallas? Yeah. Listen, I'm so yeah. my brain is fried. <laughs> yeah. It's like cause I remember Kenneth yeah. Waylon, you know, shout out to Jermaine Holmes. He's done um uh, he co my musical theme with me uh for this podcast. Uh, me and him uh-huh. did it together. Uh, oh, Jermaine yeah. Holmes. Shout out to him. And uh, oh, you know what? I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I played with him in London. 
Okay, that's what I would because I would have seen it. I played with him. Yeah, I played with him in London. Okay. Yeah, we did. We did the London European tour. That's right. I didn't play with. Okay. That's what. That's what I was like. I was like, because I would have seen you, because I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, shout out. Yeah, that Speaking album. Dallas, I, yeah. I gotta get to Dallas and see my my cats. Uh, 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 Bobby Sparks and and um Ooh. and uh, my man um RC. Woo! I know them cats. They're, they're mm-hmm. bad. They're bad. Yeah, they're doing great the last. I wanted you to pick Faith, but it's okay. That was a bonus. It don't count anyway. Oh, man, so, I well, get away. I love, I love Mary. I love both of them equally. It's just, you know, yeah. I, yeah. favorite. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Two legends. Uh, the, 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 the last one in the bonus is Earth, Wind, and Fire or the Ohio Players. Damn. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. They got a lot of kids. They Listen. This is the conclusion of the What's Wrong With You game. And I have decided and concluded that there is nothing wrong with Mr. Ray Angry. There's nothing wrong with you. Even if the, you picked a reason, you know, even the negative 17 yeah. points, you know, you use yeah. ace in the bonuses. So, you know, you got it right. And so a consolation prize, I might cash up you something so you can get you something at the convenience store. I don't know if they still sell 40 ounces or not, but I put something <laughs> on your cash app. Oh right, no, to where you get a two seventy five. I might, I might can send that to you on cash app. But <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on the so- this game. I play with the guests. It's real quick. Okay, uh, it's called the What's Wrong with You game. Uh, very okay. self-explanatory. Um, I make up the list as I go. Uh, uh, it's basically either or game. You pick your your favorite artist. Uh, I mean, not your favorite. You just pick the one that you listen to more on your playlist. The first, okay. one, first one is Mar- Marvin Gaye or Teddy Pendergrass. Marvin Gaye. Okay. The next one is The Whispers or the OJs. That? Oh, because I had to think for a minute. I'm like, okay, she oh, answered right. I, you were I was calculating in my head because I'm. I, I like people to say Teddy Pendergrass, but it's fine. Uh, the okay. Whispers or the OJs. Oh, uh, the OJs. Okay, next one is Rick James. Who? Prince or Rick James? Prince. Okay, those are all uh, trick questions. Like I said, I make them up as I go. So either one, you would have got right. But this part of the game, you have to get all these right or you get a what's wrong with you. No pressure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The first one is Michael Jackson specific. Off the wall. Or thriller. Off the wall. Okay. You didn't get what's wrong with you on that. You got it right. Most people yeah. say thriller. I'm like, why? But okay. No. That's fine. No. You got it right. No, no, what's wrong with you on that one? Next one, Miss Patty or Okay, I didn't hear it. What was that? Miss Patty or Miss Aretha. Oh, Miss Aretha. You said Aretha? Yes, girl. Don't fight me on this. Don't come for me. Okay, listen. Um, uh-uh. So, we I'm going to be fair. I, like I said, I make the rules up as I go. And so, you got exactly 15 seconds to name me Aretha songs. Okay. Um, well, respect and... Uh, 
uh, hold on. Okay, damn it. Okay, so, uh, Mr. Feelgood and, uh, 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 Chain of Pool. <laughs> Chain of Love. <laughs> and these are on your playlist. So you listen to more Aretha Franklin songs than Miss Patti LaBelle. I don't listen to any Patti LaBelle. She gets on my nerves. Wow. Okay. You were about to get you. <laughs> I try to be fair with this game, but you almost got a strong what's wrong with you there. I'm going to be fair. I'm not going to get a what's wrong with you on this, but you definitely just negative 27 points for saying you your nerves, because how dare you say that get on my nerves. about musical get on my royalty. Nerves. Huh? She doesn't get on she my nerves. She don't get on my nerves at all. What? She's, I think she's over, like, I think she's, like, over, like. She's extravagant. She's flamboyant. That's that's what she do. I just, I'm just, I'm just not a Patty fan. See, I thought she, we were musical kindreds and the, wait, the, we were connected uh, and now we just connected. Because I don't understand. You were supposed to with that that this game it, you were supposed to pick Patty. I don't understand. But like I said, I, you didn't I get what's Patty. wrong with you. I'm gonna be fair. You didn't Patty. get what's wrong with you. I but you got Patty. negative twenty seven points. Negative twenty seven points. Okay, the next one. We're gonna, we're gonna try to get you out of here. Uh, the next one is uh, I just added this to the to the list. SWV or Escape. SWV. There you go. Okay, now you're talking right. Okay, you just got three points. Cause you, cause you talking right Okay, we just have not. Uh, I beg to differ, but I beg to differ. But we are gonna go to the next one. <laughs> I beg to differ, but we go to the next one. The next one is Bride Night or Babyface. <gasps> oh my! Oh That's my. a oh my, really? Well, uh, yes, because like. Okay, let me just say in this game. Uh, catalog counts as well, and production I'm catalog say counts. Okay, you talking right? Because I'm like, we can't dismiss uh, Karen White after seven. You know, no, 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 no. He, Tony Braxton. But Brian you know. it's like it's like it's like. Eh. You know, okay. I know, eh, but like when you were in middle school, like the song was you always say one and let the fun on through, you know. <laughs> It's like the South. I don't even know the words. I, don't even, I didn't realize what the name of that song was like three it's months ago when somebody told me. You three. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm glad you like them. Somebody has to like them. I, you know, okay. I guess millions and millions of people. No disrespect to Brian and I, not mine, but okay. You said Babyface. You talk right. Okay, next one. I just added this to the list. Joe to see your boys men. Oh, God. You know, I just, I'm going to ask the boys to I'm sorry. I knew we were not going to, but. I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to perspire. Because you're not answering. You're going so right. And then you just made a sharp turn. And I'm not. Jojo, part two. Name me three, as I said to Rita, name me three boys to men songs right now. In 15 Uh, seconds. Okay, um, I can't. So I, can't, you know, my brain went blank. So it's like, okay, it's the sand. So- what? Um, I know voice to songs. Okay, but Just name me one. Just name one. They drive me nuts. 
Casey and JoJo are too much. You know what? I'm just going to add this much. to the bonus category. I'm just going to call this one the bonus because, you know, not so you don't get it. What's wrong with you? I'm just going to add that in the category because I don't know. Uh, okay. Might be a negative 15. You ain't going to get a what's wrong with you. Negative 15 points on that one. Okay. okay. Uh, the last one is Faith Evans or Mary J. Blige. <sighs> Mary. Mary J. Okay. Like I said, it's a bonus, so it don't count anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> so you got plus 30 with uh, the SWV one. So, even though you got negative 15, okay, we're going to do the math. 15 points so okay i've determined i've determined uh of this of the conclusion of the what's wrong with your game is there's nothing wrong Thank even you. though it's virtually you had two negative uh answers but there's nothing wrong that with this you won the game exactly. i will while you uh you go to your next rehearsal are you gonna get parched after the rehearsal i will cash up you two dollars and 25 cents and you go to your local store and buy you any malt beverage you want on me. Thank How about you that? So you want a game? Okay. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I might, you know, it seems like you got champagne's, uh, champagne lifestyle. I might send oh, something stop. of that. Stop. Might be that. But thank you so much for playing the game. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Like I said, you know about the game, the what's wrong with you game. I think I played with you before on my previous show but i've updated the list and i i want to know quickly i'm gonna play this game what's wrong with you game uh you need me to re re reinstate the rules to play it or do you want to get into it yeah uh, the game is i can't remember if i played with you or not but basically the game uh you basically pick the artist that you listen to more on your playlist it's not necessarily a comparison it's just Listen more of okay, and so I'm gonna just play the whole game with you because I can't remember if I played with you or not. But the first one is Marvin Gaye or Teddy Pendergrass. Teddy Pendergrass. Okay, you're talking right. The next one, the Whispers of Jesus. Say it one more time. The Whispers or the OJ's. OJ's. Okay. Next one, Prince or James. Prince. Okay. Those are like I said, I make up the rules as I go. And so there's little tricks and I th- that was those are the easy ones. Those are all bonus. So either one you would have picked, you would have got right. Okay. okay. It's a roller coaster ride. So now we're getting at the part where it's gonna drop down to your stomach and you gotta get all right, or you're gonna get a what's wrong with you. If you don't you can basically I pick what I pick, and if you don't pick what I pick, you get a what's wrong with you. And so no pressure. But the first one is Michael Jackson Mike specific, off the wall or thriller. Thriller. Okay. Um, that was not what you were supposed to say, Winter. Uh, you were supposed to. <laughs> that's what I said. It, sometimes y'all, y'all, y'all be answering. The, 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 I thought it was the ones out there because we, when we get to the nitty gritty, that's where we get real right here. We get real right now. Okay. That was not what you were supposed to pick. You were supposed to pick, uh, off the wall. So you have exactly eight seconds to name me three songs off of Thriller. Naming your favorite three songs off a of thriller in 15 seconds. Oh Countdown started. No clue. Q- Q- <laughs> I, I don't know. Thriller, thriller, thriller. Oh my God. Um, 
I don't know. I have no clue. I I, don't, I, know? I don't I don't remember albums. I just let it play. You don't remember albums. You just remember. Okay, so you you don't know any. So Not okay. Man in the mirror. Is that a thriller? That's um an album, I believe. No, that's a different album. No, I don't. It's Baby know. Be Mine. You got Thriller. Baby Be Mine's on Thriller. Human Nature. Human um, Nature. Okay, see, I would have okay. got this right because I wouldn't have put Human Nature on Thriller. Lady in My Life, I think, is on there. Um, PYT. See, okay. So I could have, I, I, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I would have came up with Human Nature, PYT, and Billy Jean. Okay. Is Billy Jean okay. on Yes, it, okay. it's on there. Yeah. Okay, so you name me three. You don't get it. Was, okay, since you named me three songs. You don't get it, what's wrong with you, but you do get a negative 17 points. You're supposed to pick uh, off the wall. You know, just negative 17. Not what's wrong with you, you know? Just I a negative 17, you know? Message. You're supposed to pick what I pick. Okay, the next one is Miss Patty or Miss Arena. Dang. God knows I love me some Patty. I'm, I'm going to go with Patty, even Let's though. Let's go with Spirit. Huh? You go with Patty? I'm with okay. Patty. You talking right. Okay, you didn't get what's wrong with you on that because you picked what I picked. The next one is Brian McKnight or Babyface. Dang. Think about it, winner. This is a hard one. It is a hard one for me because I like them both now. Oh my God. Now, let me um, say. Also in the rules, we added catalog. So whatever they produced or song wrote, if you know their stuff, like, you know, baby, just to give you hints, Babyface wrote for Tony Braxton. Those count as well as playlists. TLC. I'm going to go with Babyface, even though I love okay. some deck because I'm Ignite. But I'm going to go with Babyface. Yeah, that don't matter. That don't matter. Winner is it's, uh, you pick Babyface. So that's the most important one. Okay, you acing it and kind of acing it. You got negative seventeen, but you you getting there. Okay, that be or escape. What was the first one? I didn't hear you. S W V or escape. Escape. I'm sorry. I gotta go with escape. Now I know S W V, and even though I like S W V, you're not gonna sit here and tell me that they are better than escape because no. What's Absolutely. Winter, no, what are you saying right now? What this is why I don't get my hopes up in this game because y'all let y'all answer y'all so right, and then it's like y'all reroute somewhere else and go somewhere else. Winter, what are you saying right now? SWV has seven hit singles on one album. What are you talking about right now? I know and SW one of the listeners out there that's team escape right now. SWV one, they've proven you know they got the hits. The hits to stick like grits. That's that's what. Okay, name me. Okay, the same is with the with the, uh, the thrill one. Name me now. Name me five since you that confident. Name me five escape songs. I'm gonna give you twenty seconds. Name me five escape. Songs. Name me five uh, of your favorite escape songs if they got them on your playlist. Who can I run to? Okay. Um. Oh shoot. Um, just kicking it. 
Um, softest place on earth. I just heard that about three weeks ago. Um, dang. Escape, escape. I used to sing this when I was little. Oh, what I need from you is understanding. That's another one, right? Understanding. How many I got? Um, Dang it, dang it, dang it. You're my little secret. And that's how we go keep. That's the song. I know it is. Okay, yes. so. Okay. You were supposed to pick SWV. I just added that to the list as well. Because it's such a hot thing on Twitter talking about. I'm like, this is very a great debate, musical debate. Escape. You didn't get a what's wrong with you because you name all five, but you get a negative 20 because you said it so confidently. I'm, and I'm like, no, Winter, no. What's something wrong? I want to say what's wrong with you so bad, Winter, but I'm trying to contain it. It's, 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 just, it's just 4 0 in the series right now. I don't understand. They're so, uh, on the, but you know what? That's your, your pick. You said you listen to more uh, Escape on your playlist than SWV. It's your playlist. I can't judge it. But you do get a negative 27 points. Negative 27 points for not picking SWV. Uh, the next one is Jodeci. <laughs> Jodeci or, ba- or Boys the Men. Boys the Men. I, I had a feeling you was going to say that. Name me three Boys the Men songs. Um. Oh gosh, you taking me back in the in the memory bank. I ain't listened to Boyz II Men in a while, but I definitely ain't listened to no Jodeci in ages, so I couldn't even come up with those songs. Oh my um, gosh! <laughs> the only song I could have came up with for Jodeci was "All My Life," and that's it. Um, <laughs> that's Casey and JoJo. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. So I definitely, I definitely oh want to know. I'm trying to Boyz II Men. Um. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I I I'm just gonna have to get a negative 100 because I can't even think of Boys and Men songs off the top. I'm such it, a let me, let me think of someone. Motown, Philly, End of the Road. Um, oh, End of the Road. I'll make love to you. Oh my gosh, I'll make love to you is a huge one. How can I not? And uh, this? I water runs dry. What song? When the water runs dry. I think that's the name. I like that one. It's dry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna give you that many deducted points. You're gonna get negative five because I knew you were gonna say boys to men for some reason. Don't know. I, I, I have don't theories. Know, like, yeah. boys yeah. Girl? like I do not even look. Uh, like you are a boys to men. It's it's certain type. It's like Jodeci is for the 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 roughneck ladies, the the you know the the roundaway girls, and you Man don't heart. give that energy yeah. off. You never gave me roughneck. uh sock, I- sock somebody. A, a carton of cigarettes type of energy. You don't give me that energy at all. You give me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that was your group. I remember that. Yeah. 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 I was. I was a. Uh, the music is all the fast girls. You wouldn't give. You don't give me fast girl energy. Let me say that all the fast girls love Joe to see back in the day. My dad, <laughs> My daddy was not having that. Okay. Okay. You don't give fast girl the, the Jodeci. I say all the time, Jodeci and Monica music. Those were all for the fast girls in high school that <laughs> they like to cut class and <laughs> tell their parents where they at. Type of that's what that music is for. So, uh, but you get negative five points for boys to men. You don't get a whole thing. Okay. 
I got last two bonus ones. We're gonna end this game. Uh, the bonus, the first bonus one is Mary J. Blige or Faith Evans. Mary J. Okay, I knew you was gonna say that too. So you gonna get those are bonus points. So I give you, I give you about seventy five points bonus. I give you seventy five. So you oh, on up. Uh, okay, this, this last bonus. Uh, let me go with an old school one, kind of early two thousands tweet. Or Ashanti. Oh gosh, I love me some tweets. <laughs> there we go. Okay, you the points for that because tweet is amazing. Okay, yes, the conclusion did. of the game. I've determined that there is nothing wrong with Miss Winter Harris. That's not you won the game. Uh, I give you a constellation prize. Usually, prize. I usually cash out all the guests two dollars and thirty five cents to get them a, a a malt liquor at the at their local convenience store but since you're classy and you have and you know you're you're uh, uh immaculate guests so we're not gonna do that we're gonna up the budget and send you something to get you a cup of champagne we're not gonna give you an actual glass we just gonna give you a cup with champagne in it that's the constellation i don't give you the rest because you, you top-notch guests you know i ain't gonna do that and get you uh, a, a two dollar beer at the at the grocery store convenience store you get a cup of champagne. So you won the game. Thank you so much for. I'm gonna hit a home run, you know. <laughs> right. Okay. This is the last portion right here. I play with all. It's a game I call the "What's Wrong with You" game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of doctor up these. I usually have a set list of. It's basically an artist comparison. Well, not necessarily an artist comparison. Want to know who do you listen to more of on your playlist? And since I'm I, I'm kind of soul music driven, so I kind of switch some of these out for your benefit because I know you're a hip hop fan. You probably listen to all kind of music, but some of these are like you. Do you know who the Whispers are? It's like groups like that I had in there, but if you don't know, I, I, I know the name, but I wouldn't know. I'm not right. really a music head to where I know. You know, like I, it's kind of like actors too. Like I know who they are, but I don't. Just like, don't know don't the name. Yeah, like it's like, oh, I know that song. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. Right, that's it. I, I had that inclination. That's why I switched this list out to maybe, you know, just playing. It's not necessarily comparison. It's just who do you play more on your playlist? I'm not trying to compare them. So yeah, first yeah. one I put on here is Jay Z or Nas. Jay Z. Okay. The next one is Boys the Men or Jodeci. Jodeci. There you go. Okay, the next one is locks. <laughs> you you acing it right now. The locks or dipset? The locks. There you go. One of the verses, by the way, just got to keep reiterating every yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they definitely won that. That was a 4-0 sweet uh, series. But uh, the next one, okay, I make up the rules as I go. And so th- these are completely no. If you heard the previous podcast and the ones, you'd be like, "Oh, these are totally different comparisons." But I make them up as I go. So what I'm going to say on this one, I need you to name who are the best four or let me say top three members. Top name me the what? top three solo, the ones that have solo albums. Who's the best three in Wu Tang to you? Uh, 
I mean, I think method. I think, I think method man is my guy. Okay. Um. That's. I mean, I. He's the only one I enjoy listening to. I have to be honest with you. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Do you have to- another three? Just give me the three best out of Wu Tang. The top three. MCs. Uh. You gotta think hard on this one. <laughs> Meth. Okay. Rizza. I don't know. Okay, so you said Rizza. Yeah. I was hoping you said "Old Dirty Bastard" or <laughs> he was he was gonna be. I guess Old Space. Yeah, so Ghost. I forgot about but so okay. Ghost. Yeah, Ghost. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's a Meth solid Rizzo three. Meth Rizzo Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Okay, I was hoping you said ODB and but that's fine. Yeah. Sure. That's a solid three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me. I'm trying to think of another one because I was just freestyling out there. Okay, Rakim or Big Daddy Kane? Rakim. Okay. That's solid. Throw a bonus out there. This was a, a early 2000s one. Were you a state property fan or a Rockefeller fan? Rockefeller dude. Jay Z's my dude. Okay. <laughs> okay. I go New York Jay-Z one in there. I was trying to. <laughs> Jay Z was the first rapper that let me see the rap in like in motion. Like I actually seen right. him do what he was rapping. I actually right. seen it on video. So it was just like ever since that, I was like, oh, my man's the truth. <laughs> okay, I had to throw some Philly, New York ones in there because that's all East Coast. I had to throw some East Coast in there. Uh, but yeah, you're you're okay. I've determined what the what's wrong with you game. There's nothing wrong. Uh, my conclusion is there's nothing wrong with Mr. Jimmy Scott Jr. <laughs> who won the game. Uh, the Constellation Prize, I guess I can cash app you a dollar. So you go to the convenience store and get any malt beverage of your choice. I don't know if you frequent the convenience store or not, but I, I have something for you. Two dollars on cash. App. All right. All right. When you won the game. Listen, you won that one. You the whole thing. I just made that list up too. And you, that was the first list Ooh. I made up on this show. Rock was the that rock oh, was, yeah. the, was the prevailing genre and was definitely and rock was associated with straight white men. So the whole idea of um disco being mostly represented by black women um as in terms of the voices and also just the whole adornment of the male body that even for straight people like if you look at saturday night fever and the opening of john travolta getting dressed up that was all kind of effeminizing so you'd have this radio dj steve Dahl, who would always like you know get on and talk about how disco sucks and say and start talking with the lisp and things like that and you know that's how it he denies that that was you know homophobic but there's there's all this 
data that that happened. And then on the night of the disco demolition, Vince Lawrence, who um, later became a house musician, but was actually working there at the door, noticed that people weren't bringing in disco records to burn. It was just black records. It was just like Claudine you know? right. or, or Stevie Wonder or something like that. It wasn't the things that you, it wasn't disco duck or whatever that you could maybe write off. And, and you know, that is, that is what kind of makes me very um, cautious when black folks criticize house music and stuff like that, because it can easily be, you think that, you know, I understand when people are talking about wanting a certain authenticity in the music and a certain soulfulness in the music and everything like that, but then that later gets weaponized against all black music. So people who talked out about against disco like George Clinton, you know, George Clinton had the whole like anti-disco like um villain and stuff, certain nose devoid of funk. And um James Brown, they all talked about disco. And then what happened? It did make the music funkier. It removed black music entirely from the pop charts until Michael Jackson came out with Billie Jean. So, like, you know, we just, we always have to be careful on how we talk about our music and how we criticize it because it can so easily be weaponized into mm-hmm. an erasure. That's what they that ripped urinals like. out of the. They destroyed the stadium. Literally. They ripped urinals yep. out of the wall. They ripped seats out of the wall. And the thing about it was, there was an undercurrent throughout the country of disco sucks. Like where I lived in DC, mm. you would see a white boy with a disco sucks T-shirt on and stuff like that. So when the demolition happened, that got national coverage on the mm-hmm. new national news, which was like the equivalent of like social media so just like when trump says some nonsense that empowers people mm-hmm. when these white kids that were already talking like rock mm-hmm. and talking about disco sucks saw this big demolition and this big fire then that gave them permission to be mm-hmm. even more disco sucks. so like they demanded that disco not be played on the radio stations and everything like that so it was a, it really was a viral moment it was not isolated to this one Thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're having much more of an elevated conversation about the Beyonce Renaissance album, even though with social media, sometimes it can get ridiculous because I've heard some queer critique of Beyonce as a straight woman being the voice of this house music. And I'm like, wait, straight black women have always been the voice of house music. Like, what do you think? Martha, why, who do you think? Lolita Holloway, Rochelle Fleming. Who do you think these right. people were? Diva, so, like these are straight yeah. black women who pushed So relax. It's like it may have been for the community and they admit but it was all and there were I have never been in a mostly black gay space dancing to house music where there haven't been a considerable number of women. you know, whether straight or gay, but that women have always or, you know, trans or whatever, but women have always been a part of the scene. So the people that kind of are critiquing her for sort of like exploiting this thing as if black women haven't always been an integral part of dance music that's weird to me that's like that that kind of mm-hmm. new just read, read some article thing and you feel like you can you know come out with a critique because that's very strange that says to me that you don't really have a problem with the genre sonically that's not the problem the problem is you're political mindset the problem is the way you've been um indoctrinated into religion the problem is the way you look at anything that's not white 
Christian and male. That was always going to be the death of disco. Like that story has been written, told, retold, and re-re-retold a million times. It's always going to be that other. Anytime you're an other, you can't sit with us. You can't play here. There's no room at the end. That's what happened to disco. That's what they tried to do to hip hop until hip hop became such a phenomenon and started to cross over in a way that music from other genres was actually dependent on elements of hip hop to be a hit. And I think that's when they caught disco. That's when they nixed disco because the hits, all of the hits all had elements of disco somewhere. It's House it's all about one. moving the goalposts in so many right. ways. And there were people even that would try to align like disco and clubbing with drugs. And it's like, rock was all about drugs they did the same mm. thing with rap too they try to say oh it's violent and it's about drugs and this and that it's like look at what happens with a lot of these rock shows and all of these rock artists that were heroin addicts and you know having problems with ODing and everything like that's always been there that was there with the white artists as well but they were just trying to hand pick what they could critique and then act like well that's the devil's work you know and as you know Craig brought it into the political space as well it's like yeah then you have had the Reagan revolution. And then later on with the parental advisory and Tipper Gore and all of that, it was like another way that you could just say like, this is what's polluting the children. It's like, but there's so much of those references and innuendos and all of the rock, you know, music from the 50s, 60s and 70s as well. Again, you see the same thing happening when we look at terrorism and the way people react to it. When terrorism is seen as brown and foreign, then they're like, oh my God, terrorism is terrible. But when they realize terrorism is largely in-house, often white, and then like suddenly it's like, well, terrorism is an escarate or that's not terrorism. They change the definition entirely. I'm like, okay, I think people who are black see the anti-blackness showing up, but the other people who are actually enacting it are like, well, we didn't see that. That didn't happen. Well, they say that the white male domestic terrorists in this country are only that way, again, because of pop culture and everything, pushing them, you know, into the background because they they don't have this, you know, uh, this confidence anymore to just be themselves and just be a man. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. And and that's so crazy because that's just the history of our country. The history of our country is white domestic terrorism. I mean, since, since the time of Reconstruction. Literally. Well, no, even before. I mean, definitely before. <laughs> before, yeah. I mean, the whole country. Because, I mean, you know, it's like people forget about the race riots of ni- the Red Summer of 1919. And, you know, because Black people have also been so associated with pop culture, those political movements have often involved a backlash, you know, a backlash against jazz. The Nazis hated jazz. Mm-hmm. Um you know, rock and roll, there were all these um, signs against, you know, this Negro music is corrupting your children, don't let them listen to it. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, it go it, same thing with hip-hop, you know, and I just mm-hmm. think that um, you know, we just have to, at some point we have to recognize the patterns and sort of try to get in front of it, and you know, that's why, like, when um I knew Beyonce and like Drake were coming out of the dance. Like I wanted to get in front of that oons oons argument. Like I didn't want people because I just wanted people to off top know that there was going to be a wave coming where people are going to try to, you know, 
um, demunize the music, make the music seem smaller, make the music seem less than. And one of the ways, the first way they start to do that is through language. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, let's, you know, I, I know it might be funny, it might be cute, but let's kind of police that a little bit. And now, because that could be one of those things that are weaponized against us. So I feel like I'm trying as much as I can to use the history to sort of think in advance. But y'all saw the backlash I got from that. I mean, I was <laughs> dragged for days. Right. And I really wish people could notice that everything doesn't have to be for you. So it, it was mm-hmm. a great example when when Lemonade came out, I listened to it and I realized, oh, this album is not for me. Everything doesn't have to be for me. And right. for those that know the glorious skill of being able to be on social media and if something you know happens that you don't like, you can scroll past it. You don't have to say mm-hmm. anything about it. You don't have to yeah. like, you know, I, it, it's like everything doesn't have to center you and if it does you keep going and let someone else have the mic let someone else have a time in the light um and in in this instance i feel like uh renaissance is a gift because even though it's so very very black so very very queer you know everyone's invited to dance you're not saying you can't move to it so like Mm -hmm. in, in this instance it's like okay yeah this isn't something that we're like it's specific to a particular experience there's something that you can grab in this if you feel like grabbing something but what we may see is people having a reaction to the anti-blackness and not being like, look, you could just dance or you could make a problem. Which one do you want to do? Because that's going to say something about you. And it's really right. just a BPM problem. That's all it is. Because certain people listen to music. If you listen, if you really look at certain people's uh, playlists, they have a certain uh, measure they listen to. Like they anything, Yari Linux, records they might have that's s like summer walker they all have that same vein of bpms but if you me i love funkadelic parliament i love this i love donna summer so i can my ears can adjust to them so when i heard this i was excited about it if you listen to music that's under 173 p.m bpms then you're not going to like beyonce's album because you're used to listening to certain music at certain pace and i i guarantee you the people if they listen to plastic uh the the uh, virgo's groove they love those records because it has a bop to it and it's kind of a mid-tempo it's not necessarily fast but those are the fan favorites because black women love that i mean not to generalize but a lot of black women love those songs because it bops and it sounds like an r&b record yeah and i think mark's point about everything not being for you is so integral in the discussion about what you expect from an artist in general. I personally love art. I love creativity. I love exploration. I love to see the journey of artists and I love to give them that space to explore. A lot of people Mm -hmm. don't. They get angry at their favorite artists if they give them an album that they don't like. They don't like if the new album you put out sounds exactly like the last album because they love the last album and they just wanted more of those songs. Whereas if it's an artist that wants to take a step outside their comfort zone and wants to traipse around through other genres and, and kind of play around with something, even if that particular album within the whole scope of their catalog then doesn't resonate with me, isn't really my favorite, I still give it up to them to even explore that type of music to begin with. I don't want to see someone trapped in a box and only giving you the same thing over and over again, because that's formulaic. That's when you are just like a top 40 pop artist and the label Mm -hmm. just gives you, you know, what they know is going to give them the return that they want on the investment, but it's not an investment in your creativity and in your spirit as an artist, like answering that calling of what you want to do next. 
that's really evolution with me as a critic, you know, in ways that I was much more dismissive earlier in my career. Once I actually wrote a book and like created something that I had to then put out in the world in in um, collaboration with a whole corporation and they had ideas like what should be the cover, what should be this, what should be that. And I had to make, you know, it wasn't all my vision. I had to make certain compromises in order to make them happy and to keep me happy and all that kind of stuff. So I was, it just changed my whole perspective because I was like, well, I really can't micro critique every little artist's album in a certain way. And like, it no longer mattered to me maybe if there was one song on there that wasn't quite exactly right. Because that might have been the one song that the label made them put on in order for the whole album to be released you know Hank recently I did this it's not out yet but I did the story on making of a share my world album and you know Hank Shock Lee was just like talking me through the um crazy process of that it of coming up with the final track list for share my world because it was her first album on MCA after she left Mot I mean after she transitioned they kept her on MCA instead of keeping her with Uptown and like now you had the international market involved now you had to this because they wanted her to be her biggest artist so like you had to please all these different people and she was recording like you know dozens and dozens of dozens of songs and to get to that final track list and stuff and um the songs that got cut and that's why it's, there's so many bootlegs of yes. songs from the share my world era because there's a lot of things and, you know he says he wanted paradise which is actually called die but he wanted paradise to be on there and that was such a special song to angie stone that she didn't really want to let go and he had to like beg her to let it go and then it didn't even make that <laughs> so you know there's some really mm -hmm. awful stories about yeah. this but the whole point is you can't just look at something and just judge it you have to like give the artists the benefit of the doubt that they tried to make the best artistic statement that they could within the conditions that they were working with whether you like it or not but at least give them that respect you know don't think you know more about music than Mary J. Blige or don't think you know more, or more invested in a, or like people who think they're more invested in Beyonce album being the success than Beyonce herself if Beyonce is not promoting the album in the way that you think she should be promoting that's because she's made the decision to do that and right. she right. knows more about how she wants to be than you do you can't act go ahead <laughs> I said I'm such a Mary fan because I was hanging on his every word I was like Man, I was such a Mary fan because I wanted him. I, I was want to change the whole trajectory. So let's talk about Mary instead. Let's talk about. No, that's such a good point. I happen to be, I think, one of like seven people in the world who actually did like the Magna Carta album. I mean, I just have a different I'm relationship I'm with Jay regardless. She has a different because I like knew him like yeah. since you know he started, but. I I loved it. I was excited about it, but I understood that a lot of people were like, he's just so excessive now with the money talk. And, you know, I don't care that you have like, you know, $100 million worth of art in your house. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, but that's all music. Like everyone's giving you a piece of themselves. Like, do you really think that Jay's going to talk about like, oh, I'm sitting on the corner and it's his street life and what type of hustles he's making, you right. know, going back and forth from New York to Virginia. Like, of course not. That He hasn't done that in, you know, 20 plus years. But yeah, there's there's definite hatred towards that album that that's when he turned into, you know, the, the capitalist that, you know, critiques that. 
I don't know if you watched the critique of his Khaled verse on God Did, but everybody mm-hmm. was they were like, "Oh, this is Jay Z's best verse ever," and I'm like, he's been saying the same thing on four 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 and Magna Carta. Like, it's almost like it takes people time to get to it because that's what he's been talking about. He's been talking about. To me, it's always been sort of like the um, sort of like it's been more spiritual than it's been about the monetization. It's always been the connection. Like when he says, oh, the spiritual ish really works. Like it's always been about him kind of making these spiritual changes and the abundance kind of started to flow. And um, so when he does the same thing on God did, people are acting like it's somebody said it was the greatest verse in the history of hip hop. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I'm like, this has oh, just been okay. what Jason right. has been talking about for the past. Right. 10 plus years, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I, hyperbole? No, they were, they were dead ass. And it was like, <laughs> but I think it's like, I think it's that generation that was probably young and whatever and listening to like ASAP Rocky and stuff like that yeah. around the time Magna Carta. They are finally at the age where they can understand yeah. somebody talking about some deeper level stuff and they're getting into it. Like, uh, and that goes all the things like, what we were saying it's like sometimes things aren't for you younger people will never realize things aren't for them that they right. think everything should be for them and they're just exactly. going to they're just going to spew off at the mouth about it and that's just life but i think with maturity it does come where you realize that everything isn't for you and um and you also and like you, you see people come around because obviously if you like the god did first then you should have no problem with 4444. You should have no problem with Magna Carta because basically mm-hmm. he's, it, it's the, the themes are the same throughout. Yeah. Taking it back to Craig, what you were saying about um, having black writers have opportunities. A lot of the things that people who are listening to old music now are basing it on is the journalism that that exists. Like that's the research they can go back and you know inform mm-hmm. themselves on. So if for some reason we don't get the narrative to like you know write about you know Renaissance now as Black people that actually encapsulates our experience, then people will be able to easily revise history and say like, oh yeah, this happened, that didn't happen, and this was big and that was small, and be like, well, I was there, and that is absolutely incorrect. So like, if for some reason like our current experience doesn't get canonized somewhere so we're just kind of like this is actually what black people were doing this is actually what people rocked with then like it's it's actually in a sense a threat to the culture itself because later on people will be able to repaint it a certain way and then control the effect that the culture itself has it's small but it's not when you look at it. no it's not it's all a part of black it's all a part of black erasure i mean archiving our history is it's that's where our truth is preserved and it's like and that's why it's so upsetting i think that a lot of the distortion that's coming now is coming from younger black people so it's like okay so we have to fight the distortion that's coming from white says some white audiences that we trying to make the music seem more irrelevant but then these stands are just having these random fights and kind of distorting the culture mm-hmm. just for to prove their little argument. And it's like that. Right. It's like, what you doing? You know, like, again, you know, it's a good point that it's a different world. And when things shift, when things shift, when the culture shifts with the way that you receive 
art, you know, now with streaming. I know there's a lot of people that will always bring up when they get offended, if they bring up that Beyonce's at the same level as Michael and that she's putting out thriller type projects. And then if you push back on that and say what I had said before about, you know, the global recognition and the impacts and all that, they'll often come back with the argument that had Beyonce dropped, like let's say Lemonade in a time like when Thriller was dropped where there's less platforms, less channels, less products getting attention and she was all over the place pushing that then it would have been received in the same way but I still don't agree with that because again no, because it just comes back to the no, material not with the climate it was right, the, right, climate, what, the material, it would the not climate, have, right. the release would have never happened Right. Yeah, it would never have about the things right. that she sang about on Lemonade right. in 1983. Right. Like, th there's no way that she would have been able to sing about the things that she sang about on Destiny Child's first album in 1983. <laughs> like, it, it was just the climate was so different politically, socially, right. and artistically mm -hmm. that her as a black woman and Michael as a black man, there was never a way that that comparison would have been able to happen. Okay, Prince or Rick James? Prince. I mean, obviously. Rick. Prince. I knew EB would say Rick. You know me. But it's you know me. You know. <laughs> EB, just put, EB just took the lead because he got plus 25. He said Rick, even though I don't care which one, but he said Rick James, so he gets a plus 25. Even though I'm a heavy Prince head, I love both of them equally. That's why I made the comparison between them. EB's kind of ahead by 25 points. We're going to see when we get. I feel like as we get. Okay. Okay. Now we're at the part of the game where you got to get all these right. The what's wrong with you game. This part of the game, you have to get all these right or you get a what's wrong with you. But this one uh, is Michael Jackson specific. Off the wall or thriller? Off the wall. Off the wall. Off the wall. Off the wall. I knew it was going to be off the wall before you said the second thing. I did too. I did too. Because I was like, hey, what, 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 nothing oh, yeah. going to beat that. So, yeah. I was ready to okay. answer the question for you. I feel like it's going to go left, but I'm going to say it anyway. Miss Aretha Franklin or Miss Patti LaBelle? Aretha. Yeah, Aretha. Okay. Aretha. What you got, Mark? What you got, uh, Craig? What were the qualifications again? What were the what was the? Um... Who do you play more on your playlist, Aretha or Patty? Oh no! I and think and it's are we are, are we including Labelle, the group? Yeah, it's yeah, anything from should. their catalog. Yeah. Oh, but I would have to yeah. say Labelle. Okay. I would have to say Patty. I would have to say Patty. Okay, so on this round, we got uh, Miss TLC picking Aretha and EB picking Aretha. Okay. The rules of the game is since you didn't pick what I pick before I give you a what's wrong with you, you got exactly <laughs> 15 seconds to name me. Uh, since y'all Aretha heads, y'all got at least 15 seconds to name me five album cuts of Aretha's Ooh. that you play on your playlist. Who's on the clock? Do you need me to get time? Go ahead, Craig. Get the timer for me. Good. You can get first it for snow me. and Kokomo. Um, <laughs> I can't see myself leaving you, um, no matter what, uh, holding on. Um, I mean, truthfully, oh, EB no. could name all of Aretha's track know, listings in order of the album. Yes. No, you have ten, 10 more seconds. 
what I mean I'm named, I'm named five so Craig and Mark pick Patty and so just off that off jump I make up the rules as I go y'all got a plus 50 off jump oh to, right <laughs> plus okay. 50 points yeah, I, I love okay. I respect I respect the truth of Miss TLC. But I lost even, all the points. Though, but no, you didn't you you had a negative fifteen. That's what I gave you for not picking Patty, but your honesty gave you plus twenty, so that gives you an equal five points. So wow. you got five points. Mm. EB, you got a plus twenty five with the old with the OJ's round, the Rick James round, you got plus twenty five. Again, you didn't pick what I picked, so you got a negative 15 points, which puts you at 10. Okay. Yeah, somebody at okay. the game so, show commission is about to blow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Ryan McKnight or no. Babyface? Babyface. Yeah. I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brian, but yeah, Babyface. Okay. Okay. What you got, E? Uh, I'm I'm saying babyface because it's babyface. Because we're talking writing, production, right? right. Oh, okay. yeah. But, yeah, baby but face, I have baby to be face. real. Like in the past, maybe month or two, there has been a lot of Brian McKnight on my playlist. Really? But yeah, yeah, a lot. But of is it? it um, are you listen to that more than a babyface record, though, is determining. No, it, it's impossible it's, because I've listened to babyface okay. literally, you know, so much. So it's impossible. Prior okay, to the Renaissance so, days, as I call okay. them now. I was like always listening to a lot. I keep going. <laughs> PR pre Renaissance. I um, with the Flower Bomb crew on Clubhouse. We had a night with Babyface, and he joins us, and we had some great conversations. But after that, I mean, obviously, then it was like going through all his like classic, you know, writing and production, and I mean, it's just mm-hmm. unending. But but mm-hmm. I really appreciate like that Babyface Tony, you know that yes. collaboration of the you know love Ooh. marriage and divorce and I, mm. I i still go back to like that later tony stuff like eb and i have discussed that as well i think that she just consistently keeps giving people fire as well yep but yeah as of the mm-hmm. most recent baby face stuff like i still go back to like that tony baby face project baby faces actual his albums like mm-hmm. yeah from the 80s the 90s and the 2000s 80s. like i still i still play them I don't like yes. I, I'm not into either of them as a vocalist, but like I would say I Craig, never don't say that. You're gonna lose your points if you say that. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Let's keep it <laughs> Listen. SWV. Oh, please talk right. That's it. Or, I, I don't I don't care. That's it. Yeah. It's SWV. It's, it's SWV. Or escape. SWV. 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 Listen. I was holding my breath because I was like, please say everybody. Okay, plus 50 for everybody because y'all talking. Well, okay, <laughs> the next one. Boys to Men or Jodeci? Jodeci. <laughs> well, it was nice being with y'all. It's Boys to Men for me. I'm sorry. But, you know. I respect it. I respect everybody's musical taste with everything. But but I listen to Jodeci very regularly. Again, pre-Renaissance. And pre-Renaissance, when they had released the Jodeci, like the Forever My Lady anniversary edition with all like the swing mixes and, you know, all that strip sets. I mean, on repeat, the jazz mixes, all of that on repeat. Like it was on my um, my Spotify raps or something like one of those, you know, uh, 
playlist wrap up kind of things that they had done because there was a point where I mean I was embarrassing myself with how much I just kept repeating like I'm still waiting. You mean like these mix mixes, or... like these stay mixes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah, all of that when they yeah. put those all on streaming and reach every road trip, every like I was just like, oh my god, now that I could just pull these up streaming, love it. Mark, who, what? Okay, the same rules apply to Aretha. You got exactly, Craig, timer, please. Okay. Give me, you got exactly 15 seconds to name me top three Boys Demon songs on your playlist. Oh, um, Four Seasons of Loneliness. Uh, I, I was going to say that with you. I'm like, he's going to say Four Seasons of Loneliness. Uh, of course. Um, Water Runs Dry was the first one I really got into. And then there's so much stuff on uh, Cooley Heart Harmony. Two seconds. Two seconds. You better go ahead. Two seconds. Uh, okay. Five and an, uh, okay. Uh, I'll make up the uh, rules. I make up the yeah. rules as I go. You name two songs. You let the timer go out. You didn't get the three. So technically by the rules, I named you four. Name three songs. I've been yeah, but no. you were way past you said the clock. That, yeah, you were past the clock. I'm sorry. Craig is vicious because he knows they were tied for the lead. He wants You were giving us Mark. albumism reviews, not name a song. <laughs> you were giving us Mark. You had 15 seconds. Context. Since you didn't name me three songs technically in, in 15 seconds. Okay, you could have you could have got an extra 25 just for naming three songs. But since you didn't do that, I got to give you a negative 100. So you lost all your points. You had 150. <laughs> so you got, <laughs> you got a negative wow. 150 points. Wow. What's the first word you think of? I mean, first song you think of when you hear the word have? Have? H-A-V-E? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandy, have you ever? I, I, that, I didn't want to I was, that song. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to say because we just spoke about it, so it was like in my head because we just spoke about it. But, um... Have you ever loved somebody? Um, you... I have plenty soundtrack, which is great. Yes, which is Yeah. Good. Don't even Mark, need to you eat. got one? <laughs> I could not think of, of a song, and I'm embarrassed right now because it's an easy verb. <laughs> My assistant sent me the word. I told her to text it to me real quick for this game. And the only one I Amory, all I have also. Oh, yeah. Uh, or LL Cool J, all I have featuring uh, Jennifer Lopez Who? as well. Oh, oh God. That, <laughs> that song really just irritates the hell out of me. Oh, my God. That People are rediscovering that song on TikTok. And they, yeah, they because it's so it. toxic. Yeah. They're Baby like, girl, I'm what you have. That's what you had, baby girl. I'm what you had. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> quick side note. LL is becoming viral like almost every month because he's done some odd things in his career. People are just now figuring it out. Like people are <laughs> they they make Twitter threads and they were like, yo, LL was wilding in some of his videos. Y'all see him pouring Hershey sauce on people with videos and using a girl's leg as a guitar. Mm -hmm. they, and then and then they were talking about the Big Ellie line. They were like, dude, you're nobody oh, calls yeah. you Big Ellie. That's such a big Twitter joke. But yeah. I mean, driving by someone who you're apparently trying to impress, and it's like, oh, I see you at the bus stop waiting every day. It's like, I'm just... It, it, it was... It was but sometimes it's so cringe, so cringe. People put out too much music, and they have, you know, they are able to stay relevant and get hits, but it's like, when it comes time to talk about a legacy and a real 
impact is going to be so hard with him because there's so much crap amidst the Mm -hmm. I mean for every booming system you have like all I has and you have the whatever Mm -hmm. for every um what was the cut with total that was the jam you know oh oh, yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. every one of those you have 50 million things that are like whack so yeah I wouldn't want to be I don't want I would not want to be an artist like that It, it just yeah you keep getting the hits but like what does it all add up to? You know, I, who li- who would listen to an LL greatest hits like of that really just has all those singles to it? I, I don't know. Don't worry, well, I mean, it's a lot to be said about somebody who's able to have not just one but multiple hits in each decade. But you know, in multiple like careers, said, yeah, in multiple careers. It's yeah. kind of like you just like throwing stuff like, against the wall. Though. Yeah, like yeah, you just throwing stuff against the wall just to see what sticks and. I mean, it's great if you want to make a hit and, you know, you got all these hits, but, you know, in 50 years when it's time to sit down and do, like, an introspect or retrospect of your whole career, you got to talk about all the bullshit first before you can get into, like, you know... He should do that, that, though, and title it Big Ellie because he knows that so many yeah, people joke people about that. It. Like, yep. nobody's calling you Big Ellie. Exactly. <laughs> Whether you need to be comforted, soothed, or relaxed, soul savviness got you. The ultimate getaway. You are listening to the Sounds of Soul Savviness podcast, where we are sure to put your mind, body, and soul at ease.